Yo, 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 back at it. Black Cool Podcast, we back in here. Um, <clears throat> a lot is going on since I did my last podcast, so we back at it to talk about it. Um, so today I want to discuss uh, uh, narratives. Um, how people create narratives <clears throat> to fit their rhetoric or vice versa. They create narratives to fit their rhetoric. So today I'm going to discuss uh, the media. So the media plays a big, huge part in everything that's going on right now. There was a shooting in Philadelphia on South Street, which was a normal argument. People got into an argument people pulled guns both of the people that pulled guns were licensed to carry um that has nothing to do with gun safety it's just niggas that got guns and they want to be tough and they just pull it out there is no safety obviously the guy didn't have nothing in his background he thought he was tough he pulled out his gun and he got shot and he shot somebody and then got shot back they called it a mass shooting because more than four people got killed i mean got shot four people were murdered Including, I think, the guy that shot the gun. I have to look it up. But now they're trying to compare these mass shootings to Buffalo, um, to Uvalde, Texas. Those things are two different things. Somebody planning to kill someone on both ends with Buffalo and Texas compared to somebody just getting into a fight and people just happen to be around. I don't agree with it, but y'all got to bring everything into context. And uh, something happened in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I didn't look that one up, but I will do my research on those. But y'all can Google those things and, you know, come to your own conclusion about those things. But what I have a problem with, and this is, you know, based around all type of media you know whether it be sports whether it be political and what happens is what we do is we not we but they they create narratives um just like they they did before they're creating a narrative that Oh, this is man shooting. It's a gun safety. These are the Democrats saying something about gun safety and ban guns and all these type of things. You can't ban an AR. And <clears throat> AR-15 does not stand for assault rifle. It stands for armor light. It is a semi-automatic rifle and it's a pistol depending on which state you live in. They tell me, well, it, it shoots so many. I said, no, it doesn't. It's semi-automatic. It shoots one bullet at a time. It takes bullets from a rifle. Of course, it's a rifle. But like I said, in certain cities, it can, it's considered a pistol, depending on where you live at. So when, <clears throat> when people are discussing gun safety, and those type of things you have to understand 
what you're talking about. You got people saying ban this and ban that. What those two fools did, there was nothing but white supremacy. And I talked about pacifying white supremacy. They're further trying to pacify it by creating narratives. So now there's narrative that the mass shootings happened over the weekend. We need gun safety. No. It's not about gun safety. It's about white supremacy. The two dudes that were shooting had license to carry. They got into an argument. It's not like somebody planned and then went up. It just happened to be a mass shooting because somebody went up and they were shooting and didn't know what the hell they were doing. Innocent people lost their lives. Innocent people were shot. But that's not, to me, planned out. That wasn't planned out. That just happened on a whim. It was very wrong. But my thing is, where was the cops at? Where was the public safety at? Like, we got to start asking these questions about what's going on. And when I say words are powerful, I'm going to give you an example. Um, Skip Bayless, if people don't know him, uh, he's on Undisputed. He used to be on First Take on ESPN, but he was on um, Fox Sports Network, FS1 now on Undisputed. They keep driving this narrative about this basketball player named Russell Westbrook. Brook. I said Brick. Um, what I meant to say is he keeps calling him Russell Westbrook. But his name is Russell Westbrook. So what they do is they have to they have to have stuff to keep talking about. They gotta keep talking. They gotta keep talking. So they start creating stories or start creating narratives, in my opinion to get views and they say oh you know all this stuff is script it's not script the stuff skip bayless says he believes he creates narrative like he created a narrative the other day saying you know uh with kevin durant and draymond green they had got into it a few years ago and draymond green called him a bitch and then kevin durant said forget it i'm leaving golden state can't deal with this dude so Kevin Durant and Draymond did a podcast last year, and they was talking about the whole situation. And he was saying how it was overblown in the media. So Skip Bayless then proceeds to say, well, he still thinks you're a bitch. You're the B-word. How do you know this? See, that creates narrative. Those words are powerful because that gets back to the wrong person. Or you got Twitter. You got people hearing stuff. No matter what you said, it creates a narrative. It creates a cloud. By you just saying that, and Draymond never said any of this. This is what you think. This is the narrative that you're pushing that he he believes what he said. Now, in the heat of the moment, people get mad. They say things they shouldn't say, and Draymond was wrong. So if he apologized to that man, if they had to talk about it, why are you in the middle trying to create more confusion? And that's what they do. This is not just with him. It's with every media outlet, in my opinion, especially especially the political ones. So Skip Bayless for years was talking about T.O., call him Team Obliterator and disrespecting his name. And then he checked him on it. He said, you keep disrespecting my name. 
You always disrespect my name. My name is Terrell Tarot Owens. Call me Tarot Owens, not Team Obliterator, T.O., and all this other things. Why talk to people in high-ranking pl- Everybody he said he claims he's talked to said T.O. was bad for the business, but everybody that we've heard come out and said something was always very complimentary of him and saying how he's a good dude, never got in trouble off the field. Yeah, I mean, did he have on-field antics with the dancer with the pom-poms and stuff? That's what people do. It's football. This is not some serious thing that everybody supposed to be taking serious all the time. He want to make some light that drives in ratings that brings people because they see the entertainment. It's an entertainment at the end of the day. It's a form of entertainment. Oh, you never won a Super Bowl. You've been to a Super Bowl. The man played the Super Bowl with two screws in his damn ankle. But he drove a narrative for years about T.O. that stopped him from getting into the Hall of Fame on his first try. He should have gotten there his first try. It shouldn't have been no ifs, ands, or buts, especially if they put other wide receivers that had off-field issues into the Hall of Fame on the first try. T.O., yeah, you know, we can say a lot about him, but what you can't do is question his character on the field, his integrity, and how he played. The man is, I think, second all-time in yards, third all-time in touchdowns. You can't dispute these facts that he deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. But Skip Bayless drove a narrative. Words are very powerful. That's what he does. He creates narrative like he's doing with Russell Westbrook, calling him Westbrook, and then... Russell Westbrook got on TV and was like, yo, stop y- y'all calling me Russell Westbrook. It's not just my name that's being affected. It's my wife receiving death threats. My kids receiving death threats. Uh, my kid is in school. Somebody calling him Westbrook. He was like, y'all could talk about me all you want to. But when it comes to bringing in personal and it seems like they personally attacked Russell Westbrook. In the name of making sure that LeBron stays at this high pedestal. And that's where Shannon Sharp comes in. He comes in and he's, you didn't play, you yelling. Everything that you were saying was personal, bro. It had nothing to do with basketball. I can talk basketball without getting loud. And without sounding it. Because no matter what you intended to do, that's not what you did. As he always say, intent doesn't matter to the person on the receiving end of what you said. It only matters to you. Intentions, I just, and now I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to judge people on intentions. Like I said, like the brother Nipsey said, I judge you off intentions. Now your delivery, I can leave a little wiggle room with that. But... It's not what you say. It's how you say it. There's other ways to say you can you can tell him to play better without calling him Russell Westbrook and, and all these other type of things. And like I said, it's easier to pile on Russell Westbrook because LeBron, in any situation, everywhere he goes, is somebody needs to be the scapegoat. And I know I'm talking about 
uh, basketball and sports. But what I'm my point, you'll see. I'm trying to say I'm talking about the media in general. LeBron wanted Russell Westbrook. The Lakers traded for him. They got him. It didn't pan out because their games don't mesh well. Instead of them saying, you know what, LeBron is at fault. He called and said he wanted him, him, him. Oh, he ain't no GM or blah, blah, blah. And then it it just starts turning into this. Well, he did this and he did that last year. It was all empty calories because they didn't win. Last year, LeBron was very selfish. This year, in, in my opinion, this basketball year, LeBron has been very selfish and was very selfish. But I'm not getting too deep in this. My whole point is words are powerful, especially in the media. You start creating narratives, you start seeing things, like I said, with the mass shootings or with Skip Bayless and his narratives. But also, I want to talk about Joe Biden. He talks about how the economy is booming and everybody got jobs and blah. Inflation is the highest it's been in 42 years. People are deciding whether to put gas in their car. People are deciding whether to buy food. The rent is going up. So how's the economy booming booming when people can barely get to work? People are barely eating. These schools don't, they're filled up. The schools are still suffering from this from this pandemic. They're not doing nothing about that, but everything must be open so you can get your state funding or your city funding. So Joe Biden is a senile old fool. For him to come out and say, well, there's nothing I can do to to lower the gas prices. The economy is booming. So if it's booming, why are gas prices so high if we have enough money to buy the crude oil? And then they're watering down their oil. This gas is watered down. Gas is going faster than it used to go. But they coming out, these Democrats, they they starting to show their true colors. Oh, won't you go get an electric car? Oh, you know how much electric cars is? People can barely afford to buy gas. You telling them to get electric cars that can be upwards to $60,000. But the economy is booming. Remember that. And like I said, that's a narrative he's trying to create because he has low approval ratings they're also trying to give 1.9 billion dollars to i gotta look it up but they're also trying to give 1.9 million dollars billion dollars to illegal immigrants. So they're giving them 
money, but don't have anything, no reparations, no nothing for black Americans. We don't have anything. We're struggling out here. Everybody to me that's black is struggling right now. No matter how much money you make, you're going to struggle. Because if you're filling up your car and it's $150 every time you fill up, and just say that's weekly, that's $600 a month that you're spending in gas. Every time you go shopping, that's $200. Say you go shopping every week, it's $800. Between that that's $1,400 a month that you're spending on gas and food. I'm saying these are hypotheticals. And even if you're doing this every two weeks, that's still almost $1,000 that you're spending on food and gas. Utility bills is going up. The cost of living is high. The rent is going up. $2,000 is going to be the median for rent by the end of the summer. This is not a this is not a buyer's market. It's a seller's market as far as houses go. They tell me, oh, y'all need to buy houses. It don't work. It's not that simple. So my problem is with these people when they're when they're talking about the economy is booming and all these other things, these small Minute details that they seem to leave out that they call minute and small, and I'm saying that to be facetious. They are big, big problems when people can barely afford to fill their tanks, people can barely afford to put food on the table and keep a roof over their head. This is the norm for black people on it for years. But we continue to gloss over, oh, man, look what Joe Biden did. He gave uh, small black businesses this. He gave small black businesses that, that, this, that, and the third. Everybody's not a business owner. What has he done for these schools is what I want to know. He's telling school, oh, if you don't start having transgender bathrooms at your schools, I'm going to cut off your state funding. So you starve children because the school doesn't want to have transgender bathrooms. We shouldn't be teaching our children about none of this. If you don't open these children's minds to certain things, they won't know about a lot of these things. My thing is, why is homosexuality 
being discussed in schools and transgender being discussed in schools. That's not a part of the core curriculum. Reading, arithmetic, and writing. Science, social studies, and I talked about this before. Those are what should be discussed in school. Homosexuality and transgender is is personal things that people decide to indulge in. And I'm not going deep and saying you born this. And I'm not talking about that. That's your personal lifestyle. It should not be discussed with anybody. That's like them talking about, oh, we need to bring praying back. No, everybody's not a Christian, so it shouldn't be in school. Everybody's not a Muslim. It shouldn't be in school. Everybody's not Catholic. Everybody's not Buddhist, Hindu, whatever. Religion. Your sexual preference. Those are things that should not be discussed in school. They're having drag queens come and dance in front of children. No. I have a problem with this. Because when you start introducing kids into these type of things, they start to think certain stuff is normal. That may be the norm for you, but it's not the norm for me. I'm not talking about your lifestyle. You live how you want to live. That's on you. I don't have to answer for you. You don't have to answer for me. I will always respect you as long as you respect me. You don't deserve my respect. I don't deserve yours either. It's going to be earned. If you earn my respect, cool. I'm always going to respect you. But you're not entitled to respect. Respect is earned. It's not given. We, this country is going into a dark, dark, dark Babylonian time. You got pedophiles getting out of jail after he after he hit a he raped a black baby, eight years old. This white guy raped a black baby, hit her upside the head with a shovel, and he gets out on probation. He serves no time. It's the he's criminally insane. But he's free to walk the streets so he can go do what he wanted to do. They're locking people up for bags of weed and people can't um, participate in this cannabis industry because they may have been arrested for a petty crime for weed when it was criminalized. But you stopping people from getting good jobs because they may have made a mistake when they were younger. That stops a lot of people. But you're letting pedophiles out? Niggas in jail on kingpin charges? Come on, man. But pedophiles, rapists, they all walk in the streets. We got to do better, brothers and sisters. Not that we have to do better. What I say when I say we have to do better, we got to start holding these politicians accountable. I'm still waiting on these Biden supporters to hold him accountable for all the bullcrap that he's done to this country. This country is going down fast.
very fast. Biden got his little minions all out and they're out there celebrating like he's doing something. He ain't doing nothing. But twiddling his thumbs, he's senile. He don't know what's going on. And Kamala Harris is blind too. They just put her in something about the Asians, but she was African. She's not African-American. She's not a black woman. She's half Indian and half Jamaican. Where do you get African-American out of that? If that's the term y'all want to use or black American out of that. She's West Indy and she's East Indian. She was claiming being Indian and she went to Howard and then all of a sudden when she running for, for office, shaking her head to Cardi B and trying to be down and, and Tupac was her favorite rapper in 1986 when Tupac wasn't out nor was Snoop Dogg. And it's like I said, is one is a couple of things that these black celebrities, I mean, I said celebrities, these black politicians or these Democrats, period, is going to count on is about celebrities, uh, welfare, free food. Free food, we're going to get y'all fish fried. Free food. We're going to have Cardi B, somebody that's, she's not even a black celebrity. She's not even in our community. But we allow this. I'm not going to dog her out because she do it for a check. We allow people like her to be involved in our situations when they shouldn't be. She has no business talking about the black struggle when she wasn't a part of it. You're not a black Latina. The black, the black Latins, they still, the, the Afro-Latinos and Afro-Latinas, they still put white on a paper of which they identify as. We have no allies, black people. There ain't no Afro-Latina. Listen, if you fighting a fight with us, and if you see us and you bigging us up, cool. But we got a lot of a lot of people, a lot of off cold people within our own community. And we got people, you know, I'm on Twitter last night and we got spaces held by, by respectable brothers and people disagree with them and as they want to fight them and, and like, yo, what the, f like, what's up with y'all dudes? Just because you hosted a Twitter space that was trending does not mean that you then get to start trying to disrespect people that have been putting in work for over 10 years, for over a decade, probably longer. You don't, you don't start disrespecting these people. Do I agree with everything that Tariq Nasheed says? No. Do I agree with everything that um, the black authority says? No. Niggas being disrespectful, yo, y'all D riding. Like, yo, like, what's up with y'all, man? Like, we all this infighting amongst the, the black Americans. Why y'all infighting over certain things that y'all don't agree with when people say certain stuff? We gotta learn 
to have a respectful level of discourse. It's okay not to agree with everybody. It's okay. But if the main goal is reparations and black empowerment, who cares how we get to the finish line? You may not agree with that. I may not agree with this. But we got one goal in mind, and that's why we are all individuals. That's why we're like humans are naturally going to disagree on things. But that's the problem in the black community is too much individualism. Oh, yeah, you you ain't B1 is Pan-Africanism 2.0. Because the boy said that he a Niger, he knows Nigerians that's, that's down with us, that want to be allies to us. They bigging us up. They seeing the bigger picture, which is white supremacy. Like, come on, man. Y'all dudes is like so weird to me like that, that that stuff is just weird behavior this dude if you listen to him he's very very intelligent the black authority you know what i'm saying but <laughs> like i said man these people they get a little bit of clout off of one space and they going crazy. Like, and I'm not disrespecting them dudes. Like, yeah, you got clout off that one space. But, bro, it's time to build with people that got the same agenda, that got the same view. We got the same goal. We got the same agenda. Who cares how we get there? As long as we get there, I'm not going to step on your toes. You don't step on mine. We may see things different. But we get to come together. We can talk and disagree respectfully. But these dudes, they don't want to disagree respectfully. Everybody want to be a tough guy on the internet. Oh, man, Jason Black and uh, P Professor Black Truth, they don't never show their face. And we shouldn't be listening to these weirdos. And like, yeah, what's up with y'all, man? That's like, stop that shit. Grow up. Everybody don't agree with you, but they're not disrespecting you. Like, we got to have a certain level of integrity, man. Like, niggas putting, like, comments on other people. Like, I just, I, 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 man, listen, I stay out of that. You know, we, we got a lot of, we got a lot of shit we got to take care of, man. I'm not getting in, like, I don't get into all that stuff. I'm not putting my name in nothing. I'm just saying, man, like, just stop. We can all agree to disagree and just let it go. But all this fighting and calling people out and it, like, listen, if somebody follows a certain pe a person, let them follow that person. That's who they agree with. That's who their ideals match up with. 
I may walk a different way, but we still going to the same goal. We still going to the same finish line. But as anything, we can't never just agree to just disagree. And you just believe what you believe. I believe what I believe. But if we got one goal, we're going to get to that goal. We're going to fight with each other. You know what I'm saying? Hold on, y'all. But like I was saying, people are fighting like it's all about lineage. People are fighting about the wrong things. You find about the wrong things, man. Y'all got to stop this stuff. So, when people talking, just listen, man. Stop listening to respond and listen to comprehend what they're saying. If you disagree after you've internalized it and you've thought about it, then cool. That's fine. But the disrespect got to stop, man. It has to stop. You know what I'm saying? But I'm a small voice. Who am I? I'm just looking at it from the outside in because I'm not throwing my hat in none of these bags. It's always going to be FBA B1 for life. That's how we rocking. That's how I'm rocking. We freedmen. Like, we all the same people, but we just can't never just stay on one square, stand in it, and get to the goal line. It got to be a bunch of uh, scribble. It got to be a bunch of ins and outs into it. No. One goal, reparations, and black empowerment. That's that's our goal. But, man, I'm about to get out of here. Um, I just wanted to tell y'all, keep y'all heads up, be safe. Um, And I know I kind of like, but I kind of went left a little bit with the sports talk but that that was leading into the media and i just want to explain that to my people man but y'all keep your heads up i love y'all man we out here doing what we supposed to do fighting the tyranny 
that we're facing under white supremacy, man. And everybody, you know, white supremacy is not existent. They're not supreme. They are supreme, especially in this country. Everybody talking about, well, how y'all going to get reparations from the government and we shouldn't pay? This does not come out of your tax dollars. This comes from the government. This is not from your tax dollars. Just like the lottery is not people's tax money. That's government funding. They're going to tax. They, they tax lottery money. That's not your tax dollars. So, you know what I mean? I don't hear people complain about the lottery. Nobody's paying this but the government. It doesn't come out your tax dollars. Like I said, I mean, we got Japanese people coming out saying, listen, y'all better give them reparations. They're trying to give reparations to people from World War One. My family ain't had nothing to do with that. We didn't drop them bombs on such and such. That's the logic that people try to use. Well, what happened with the Jewish people? My people didn't do that to them. It ain't it didn't come out of our pockets. That's the problem like that, that like you know the Germans did what they did to the Jewish people. Not us. The Nazis did it. But you don't hear us stopping, stopping or, or trying to dispute what happened with those people. But that's just black Americans. We're always in the fold to be forgiven. We're always in the fold to feel sorry for people and to be docile. No, those times are over, man. Y'all keep that with them, with them baby boomers, man. Them bootlicks that came out of that generation. And and also, man, you got these boot-looking coons out here talking about being disrespectful towards Martin Luther King. Oh, he cheated on his wife and da 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 da. And I'm like, yo, these people really don't understand how the FBI works. But I'm gonna do an episode on that. I'm not gonna get too deep into it because I'm trying to get out of here. But listen, man, everybody, make sure this election term that y'all vote. My people in South Carolina, vote for Marcel, Greg Marcel. Vote for Marcel for Congress. Go to his uh, website, marcelforcongress.com slash donate. Donate to that man and vote for him. Because Whip Clyburn, he on the ropes now. He won't even debate him. He's on the ropes now. We got these Democrats, they, they shaking in their boots, man, because they know black people starting to wake up to their nonsense. You even talking about cutting the check. I don't want no study. It ain't nothing to study. Y'all didn't study with the Japanese people. Y'all didn't study with the Jewish people. Y'all didn't study with none of that. Y'all not going to study with us. It's Field Order 15 was put into law for a reason. And for that reason, we deserve our reparations. Peace. I love y'all. I'm out.